I'm back. Um, welcome to Just Keep On Momming. I have been in such a weird slump where it's like, I'm not depressed, like I'm not in a depression, but I'm also not super productive with my life. And usually when I'm in a depression, I isolate myself and I let everything get messy and gross and I don't take care of myself or anything except for like Jonathan. But my house has been relatively like picked up and okay and I've been making meals and stuff. I just haven't been productive for my podcast and I don't really owe anyone. <laughs> I don't really owe anyone um, weekly episodes or anything and I gotta be a little bit better about that for myself. Like I should not be as hard as I am on myself because I've been stressing so hard which makes me put it off more and since I realized like I don't need to do this every single week. I finally got the motivation to come on here and talk about stuff and I've been having ideas of what I should talk about next. I was thinking like toxic family members, um, how to deal with them, how to work through that struggle, toddlerhood, and how to embrace it and all the struggles of it because there are many. But we love them, right? You know, it's fun. They're fun. They're little people and they're learning new things every day. Like, Jonathan is just learning to talk so much more, and it's insane. He, it, it's like I'm having a conversation with him, and it's so funny, because we can be outside playing, or even in the living room, and we live right next to um, a busy trucker route, and he'll hear, hear a big truck, and you go, hey, dad? And I'm like, yeah, it's a big truck. So he'll just, like, talk about it. Like, oh, big truck. And he's saying, here you go. And to play. And g gives me a toy. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so cute. Because, like, a few weeks ago, he wasn't able to do that. And all of a sudden, he's, like, sprouted out of his little seed. And is just flourishing in his speech. And it's insane. And it happens just like that. It's insane. But today, I've decided that I want to talk about social changes after having a baby we talked about physical changes but like there's so much more that changes after you have a baby and even after you get pregnant like going out you know there's mom guilt there's mom shaming when's the perfect time to leave baby or toddler or whatever overnight with someone you trust um, losing friends. I would love, I, I got in my feelings this week about losing one of my closest friends and she just ghosted me. I'll get into it. I'll get into the details later. And then gaining new friends. I have amazing mom friends who I absolutely love. And then the personality changes. We talked about how you have a new identity, but you also have a whole new personality. You, I, I mean, personally, I have grown so much since having Jonathan, even just since, you know, when I was pregnant, I just grew, I matured, and I just want to talk about all these things. So then, 
maybe you can feel a little bit more normal and then I can feel a little bit more normal for it. So let's just get right into it. Going out. Oh man, is that hard. So let's start with mom guilt and mom anxiety, actually. Um, I always feel like when I leave Jonathan with someone to go do something for myself, I feel like such a burden. Like I'm taking time away from their free time and their day so I can go do something for myself. And it sucks. Like it happened tonight when I was joking with my sisters. I said, oh, you're gonna have him overnight and they're like yeah okay I don't care and I was like oh no <laughs> I was just kidding I wasn't really expecting them to be like I don't care I mean I was but I wasn't because they're amazing and they would do that but I don't know I don't know how to explain it I guess the only way that you could understand it is being a mom yourself where you have amazing people around you, but even though they offer to take your kid and like have a sleepover or even just a few hours of the day so you can have a date, it's so hard because it's like, oh my gosh, I feel awful, but they enjoy it. A few years ago, I would help a friend out and not even help her out. Like I would basically beg to take her kids because I absolutely loved spending time with them. So I guess we all need to get in the mindset of actually people want to spend time with our kids. So just let it happen. Let them take your kids. Ask once in a while. I know it's hard. It's hard for me too, but you gotta have time for yourself once in a while at least. And then of course there's like mom shamers. There's mom shamers everywhere you go. I mean like with formula feeding, there's these like crunchy moms or whatever who are just all about breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is the only way to go. I made Jonathan's um, baby food, like his purees and stuff, and I would get weird comments like, oh, you're not going to keep that up and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I am. And I did until he didn't need baby food anymore and at that point he was eating full-on solids and I would just buy baby food pouches just for like quick car ride snacks instead of like his actual meals but just like anything you do you're going to get shamed for it probably <laughs> we talked about the perfect mom and you know mom shaming a little bit it goes hand in hand with mom guilt you're gonna have people who are gonna be like oh she's going out again Oh, she's gonna go party while her baby's at home with someone else? She's gonna leave her baby? Isn't her baby only three months old? That's when I first tried to leave Jonathan alone overnight. It didn't work out. I was turning 21. I mean, come on. He ended up coming home. <laughs> he did not want to be away from mom. So, you know, I guess that's our little transition to when's the perfect time. Uh, I guess it depends on your baby and I guess it depends on you. Jonathan wasn't ready to be left alone overnight with Gigi, even though he absolutely loves his Gigi. And he loves sleepovers with Gigi and aunties and pop now. But 
he wasn't ready at three months old. And by the time he was ready, how old was he? I don't even know. Much older anyway. I don't know. Is there a perfect time? I don't know. I guess you'll have to play it by ear like I did. But then there's mom anxiety. I, I mean, maybe it's just my anxiety. I leave him alone with someone and I'm like, something's gonna happen. And actually, this doesn't happen when I leave them alone. him alone with family members. It's only trusted friends and like daycare providers. I don't know why. I have no reason to not trust my friends. My best friend Darcy used to watch him and I used to be like, She's gonna steal him, she's gonna kill us, and then take him. Maybe I just am too into true crime, and I need to stop listening to it as much? I don't know. <laughs> Darcy would never do that, and I know that. It's just the, the anxiety of it all. Like These things do happen, just probably won't happen with Darcy. Maybe my next friend. Who knows? Speaking of friends, losing them. This is such a hard topic for me because I don't know what happened and I can only guess what happened. I had a friend, my very best friend, who I had a falling out with. Um, John and I were trying for a baby like forever ago, way too early in my opinion now. Now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, we definitely weren't ready. Thank God my body wasn't ready because she did not want anything in there. And we talked to her about it and she basically told me that John wouldn't be a good dad. And that kind of led me to wanting to uh, put space in between us. But then we like reconciled um a little bit before my wedding we talked started talking more and stuff and she came to my wedding and everything seemed like such a good time and the pictures that we have professionally are so cute but I never got to post them because just one day after I had announced that I was pregnant I noticed that she had blocked me on basically everything um so how am I going to post these pictures when she's blocked me, but then I have, like, three other of our friend group in it, and it's it's just really sad to me because she really was, like, my soulmate, my friend soulmate, and I wish her the best. I just wish that she hadn't ghosted me, like, completely ghosted me, and all I can do is assume what happened and I I assume that she doesn't agree with my life choices of having a baby. Obviously I was pregnant before I was married. She, she's not religious at all so I don't know why that would matter. She just yeah I don't know. It was after I announced and that's the only thing that I can think of and um, later on I started hearing stories from mutual friends about how they were telling her about another friend of ours and her baby and she goes I'm gonna stop you right there I don't want to hear about it I think people who have kids young are stupid so I mean my assumptions aren't wrong right <laughs> and it just it's so hurtful because I will never know and it's been over two years it's been almost three years since this happened, and 
I'm still just like, I get so worked up over it and so upset. It it sucks. So you you might lose friends, point blank. Even if they've been your best friend for years and years and years, you might lose friends. <laughs> You're going to grow as a person and they might not grow in the same direction or they're going to remain stagnant in the area that they're at and your your personalities are going to drift apart and your priorities are going to be different and that's okay. I hope that that friendship for you doesn't end the same way that mine did, but the likelihood of you losing friends is there, especially if you're a young parent, but that's why we keep our friends circle small, right? And that's why we have friends like Alyssa who have been there for you through thick and thin and absolutely love your kid just as much as you do. That's why we have Alyssa's in this world. What goes hand in hand with having an amazing friend for life? Also, making new friends. Mom friends! Mom friends are just about the most amazing people you're ever going to meet. Assuming that these mom friends have the same kind of priorities, the same kind of life as you, you're probably not going to be friends with bringing back the crunchy mom. You're probably not going to be friends with a crunchy mom if you are so not crunchy. If you are a person like me who feeds your kid processed foods, does screen time, probably don't spend as much time outside as you really should, um, you're not going to be friends with a crunchy mom. Uh, well, if you are, congratulations. That's great. The crunchy moms that I'm thinking of, I guess, are like Alice and Fern. Um, Alice is just wicked mom shamer. Sorry if you like her, but her old account was so, so bad. Like, she's an quote-unquote influencer, and she's influencing such a large group of people who think that she's just a god. And these people, a lot of these people aren't parents. So they're basing their judgment off of what she says and then which leads to more mom shaming and more quote unquote perfect moms, right? Um super toxic. Anyway, my best mom friend is Autumn. Hi Autumn. Thank you so much for supporting me. I know you're listening because you're amazing. She's absolutely amazing. We connect so well. We knew each other in high school. That's where I know most of my mom friends from, is high school. So they've known John and I for years. And then all of a sudden, we have this shift in our lives at the same time. I was pregnant. Autumn was trying to get pregnant. And we talked about it so much. And then just recently actually like this summer maybe either this summer or fall we started hanging out it wasn't that long ago no no we hung out last year we started consistently hanging out this year this past fall though yeah we just connect really well and i absolutely love her she's amazing her toddler is amazing. Her and Jonathan are so close. Jonathan only has girlfriends. <laughs> but yeah, mom friends. 
you gotta have them. You really do. And if you need a mom friend, hit me up. I would love to talk about the craziness of parenthood with you. Um, so we talked a little bit about how you're going to lose friends because of personality changes. Well, let's get back to that. So personality changes. You are going to grow in ways that you never thought you would. Um, you're going to mature very, very fast. At least I did and a lot of the people that I surround myself um, with did. And it's it's such an amazing feeling to look back. It's crazy to look back on my old self and just be like, wow, she was a fucking nut job. And that's probably why the old friend left. She doesn't know the new me and she probably won't get to know the new me. And it's really frustrating because I recognize that I was toxic back then. Like I was alone a lot of the time because John would go to a different town to work. So during the week it was just me. So I would expect my friends to hang out with me. And when they were busy and burnt out because we're adults now I wouldn't understand it and I would think that they hate me and I totally understand it now because I grew and I can understand I have a baby I have a husband I have a house I have a job I have so many things that I have to take care of and that I have to prioritize now that Sometimes hanging out with friends just isn't in the books on that day. And then I also have to take in, into account my mental health. I had to cancel on um, Darcy and Chase one day because I just, I needed time to recoup from my work week and now having a weekend off for like ever. Um, and it's fine. You gotta have, you gotta prioritize these things and I was toxic in the way that I just, I couldn't understand it. And now I do, and everyone I surround myself with understands it. I'm in a good space. So that's the the first thing, the first part of realizing how much you've changed is realizing how toxic you were. And it's it's kind of a beautiful thing to look back and just cringe a little bit, you know? Like, uh, just looking back on my Facebook memories seven years ago. Oh, oh my god. How I got a boyfriend, I have no idea. I don't know. It, ah, so, uh, uh. But it's fine. Because we're different now. And we're good. And we like to post about our kids. <laughs> And share fun stories about our kids and cute pictures. And that's about all we post. And nothing super personal and cringy. And mm, I gotta start. Ah, uh, yeah. I gotta start deleting those posts. It's whatever, though. Um, Another thing is with the growth, you kind of start learning to have a voice. Circling back to what I wanted to talk about with toxic family members, 
you learn to kind of put them in in their place. And it's kind of, it's freeing to be able to just say, no, you cannot give my baby that much sugar or this is what our plans are for this weekend and we're not going to change it or um, we can't have you in our life because all you do is bring absolute chaos and stress so we're going to have to cut you off until you can start acting like an appropriate adult and you know being a functioning this is sorry I'm getting too into this that's a whole different topic um, if you know, you know, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But you got to learn how to stick up for yourself and your family. Uh, there was one time when John and I were moving to Maine or we had already moved and a few family members were talking about it and it was brought up that my parents told John that they would let us have part of their land and build a house on the land and whatever and it got a little out of hand and John got really upset so I went after him he like left the house and I went after him and we talked and I was like listen it's it's fine like this is a choice we made this is our life we need to figure our stuff out and vice versa John's had to have this discussion with his family as well about us moving back to Vermont. And it's (laughs) such a struggle with families being on in different states and holidays are messy and we don't, we just don't deal with it anymore. John deals with that. I deal with my family. It works. Anyway, back to the story. I suck at telling stories and this is why. So we came back and someone had brought something up again and I told them straight up, this isn't a choice that John made. This is a choice that we made and you need to respect that choice. And things just kind of dropped off from that. And that's just how things have to go, especially in your marriage. You know, veering away from the whole personality changes after having a baby. There's personality changes after you get married too. And You have to be willing to stick up for your spouse, regardless if it's from your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your aunt, uncle, siblings. You need to stick up for them because this is the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with. They are your top priority, even over your children. And I know you don't want to hear that. No one wants to believe it. But think of it this way. How are you going to give your child the best possible life you can give them if you're not prioritizing your marriage with your spouse? How are you going to show them love and caring and understanding when you're not showing that to your spouse? You model everything that they learn. You model a healthy relationship. You model what love should look like. You model respect and boundaries and everything under the sun, especially with your spouse. So put your mother to the side and focus on your wife, your husband. Focus on them because they are your top priority. And especially when it comes to dealing with toxic family members, be it, be it your brother be it your sister, 
your uncle, your aunt, mother, father, who the fuck ever, you need to stick up for them. I just get so worked up over this. Ah! And not only because I've dealt with this, but because I have friends who are dealing with this and it sucks from an outsider's perspective to watch it happen and then it sucks to for it to happen to you where you just don't feel like the priority. You just just be willing to step on a few toes to keep your family happy, safe, and healthy, okay? Just just keep that in mind. All that being said, there's not much more that I can talk about um I was listening to my favorite murder my favorite of course my favorite podcast is my favorite murder <laughs> anyway I was shocker shocker I was listening to it tonight I listen to it every day on my ride to work on my ride anywhere when I do my diamond art painting I listen to my favorite murder when I do my cleaning and cooking my favorite murder I I don't know if John ever gets sick of it actually sometimes he laughs because they're fucking funny. Anyway, not the point. They talk a lot about mental health and um, their therapy. And Karen Kilgariff was talking about how her therapist had told her to make a list of things that made her happy. Just make a list of moments that made her feel great. So I think at the end of my podcast, that's what I want to do. I suck at telling stories. So I'm just going to make a list for you guys of my day or my week that just made me feel warm and fuzzy and happy. So first, on my way to work, I was talking to my supervisor. She had told me that I might have a shadow that day and I was like, cool, whatever. And she had said that the shadow also likes cows because it's common knowledge that I am obsessed with cows. They are so cute little grass puppies. Oh, I love cows. They're sweet and they're so cute and ah, they provide us with such amazing things. Um, so anyway, all around great animal. I guess my shadow would, well, my would have been shadow also loves cows. So then my supervisor made a joke about buying a cow costume and (laughs) wearing it to um, come observe us, and I just thought that was the funniest thing ever, and we just kept riffing, making jokes back and forth, like, yeah, totally, like, get the inflatable one, our kid would lose his mind, (laughs) it was, it was just, it was a feel-good moment to have, I, I will forever and always talk about how amazing my job is, and the people I work with and work for, are they're just amazing it's fun like I'm talking to someone who enjoys me and I enjoy them and they appreciate me and I appreciate them it's a mutual thing and you don't always get that most of my jobs have been really rough and hard it's it's been hard for me so like jumping from a a toxic workplace where everyone was talking shit about everyone behind their back and then going somewhere where everyone loves everyone everyone loves their job and we all just want to be a happy little family that's amazing to me and just being reminded of that every once in a while makes me feel warm and fuzzy 
So that, that was a great start to my day. And then I get to work and unfortunately my client seemed to not feel good, but fortunately he wanted snuggles and I love snuggles and it was the sweetest thing. And when he was snuggling me, he was so happy and we just spent most of the day, most of the morning just hugging and rocking and just how you know enjoying each other and it was nice and then I get home my sister Sadie was watching Jonathan because he hasn't felt good for the past couple of days I had to stay home yesterday um because he was throwing up and dry heaving and I thought that it was over with and then last night in the middle of the night he wakes up gagging and I had to take him down toilet and blah 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 anyway I wanted him to feel comfortable so John picked Sadie up because she didn't feel comfortable driving in the weather which I totally understand so John picked Sadie up and she watched him at our house I got home and I brought her home and I hate driving but car rides especially with my sisters are just my favorite thing I absolutely love spending time with them and car rides make for the best conversations that and summertime around the fire just hanging out like those are the best conversation spots having that time with her was amazing because I don't have a lot of time to connect with Sadie because she's now an adult and doing stuff and I'm also an adult and doing stuff and yeah it was just really nice to be able to talk to her and My sisters are kind of like my therapists and my best friends. And then always having a good time with Jonathan. He is just so sweet. I like to fake cry to see what he will do. And tonight, usually he goes, no crying. No cry, mom. Um, Very stern, like, no, you're not allowed to cry. And then he'll, like, fake punch me in the face, like, slowly punch me in the face. I'm like, bro, I'm literally crying, like... You gotta be nice. It's okay to cry. Little boys can cry. Little girls can cry. Adults can cry. Everyone cries. Just let it happen. But tonight, when I was doing it, he goes, stop crying. And gave me a hug. And when I, like, took my hands off my face and stopped crying, he looked at me and he goes, hi. Like, oh, hey, you're okay. I'm glad. And that just made me feel good. He's just so sweet. Oh, and we do daily affirmations and it's the cutest thing because he's the way that he repeats the words that I say, I say, say, I'm handsome. He goes, I'm, I handsome. And it's just so cute. And I stong. Oh, yeah. So, um, do your daily affirmations for yourself. Do your daily affirmations for your toddlers and enjoy life. This is a great way to end my night. This is a great way to just get ready for bed and go to sleep. Reminiscing on my day today has been amazing and I recommend you all, even if you just write it down, anytime you feel good, just write it down. Anytime you feel good, send a text to someone. Hey, this happened to me and I feel amazing. Or call someone. It's great advice. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, 
I hope you had a fantastic week. I hope February is your month. I'm manifesting amazing things for you. Positive thoughts and energies. Love you all. Goodbye.